Welcome to the Review Crew. With Fran and Emma. What's up, reviewers? It's your co-host, Fran, toddler mom, millennial, master baker, co-host of this podcast, the Review Crew. And it's all the other host, <laughs> Emma. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. Smooth as silk. <laughs> Love that intro. <laughs> that was my best one yet. It was really good. Uh, how are you today? Doing good. I, I know we just we both just got back from work. Mm-hmm. So we've been working, girls. Working girls, working ladies. I know my my feet are tired. I'm in bed Same. to record. Um, nice. Hopefully, gonna nap immediately following this recording. That's my vibe, dude. I might nap or I might go to karaoke. It's like, who can say, you know? Dude, that's that's a big that's that's a big energy you're having to go to karaoke. I'm very inspired by you to not only be pregnantly working all day, but then also to go out in the evening. Wild. It's so hard. It's so hard. But also I realized it's 17 minutes from my house. So mm-hmm. not far. Yeah, like on bad. the train. And so I can just kind of jet home as soon as I feel tired. And I really love karaoke. So it's like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got to do what you love. You got to do what you love. Um, do they have good snacks there? It's like, yeah, they have a lot of Korean food. So I feel like I could just get like dinner and stuff. I don't know. Oh, fuck yeah. On the vibe. Yeah. And that sounds worth it, honestly. Like you could just like eat dinner, sing a song so that you could feel happy. <laughs> and then you can uh, just, yeah take it back home get out of there perfect perfect dude everything like that like going to karaoke i'm like i have to do it because what if i can never do it again or like not for (laughs) many years you know it's like it's hard to say yeah absolutely you never know i mean hopefully you'll find babysitters in your life so that you will be able to do such things but uh yeah it's definitely more complicated when you have child i can imagine yeah, yeah, we're actually currently contemplating taking Sylvia to a concert in a few weeks um, nice. because it's a band that Steven has liked for a long time and he like sings her their music to her and stuff. What bands? Um, Aterciopelados. Mm. I think they're Colombian. Don't quote me on that, but they've been around since like the '90s. Like I feel like Steven's been listening to them for like decades now. Introduced me to them a long time ago and sings their songs and plays them for Sylvia. So we're like, maybe that would be fun, but it will be like, it doesn't start until eight. And it's just like, well, taking a toddler out at 8 p.m. is pretty <laughs> risky. Bold. So, yeah, I'm kind of against it, but we're, we're, we're in negotiations right now. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm like I was like speaking of negotiations, and I was like looking through my list, being like I'll have something related. Um, absolutely <laughs> not. Um, but I do have. So I haven't gotten great sleep the last couple days, which is why I'm looking forward to my nap after this. But I do want to have a little rating for something that has been upping my ability to sleep, which I highly recommend to all parents and people. What is it? Um, which is reading in the evening, aka falling asleep on your couch for one to two hours before your husband wakes you up and then you go to bed. Um, so okay. I've been attempting to read a book in the evening, like after Sylvia's in bed, it's like 7 30. I like pick up a book to read. And what that means is that I immediately fall asleep. I like I can't read anymore. As soon as I read, it's like reading is too relaxing. And so I just immediately fall asleep every time I try and read. Or it's too boring. Let's just say that. Sometimes. Sometimes it can be boring. I'm not reading something like super, super thrilling either. But um, So like, yeah, that definitely isn't helping. But then basically I've been falling asleep on my couch for like an hour, sometimes two hours before Steven finally like wakes me up and is like, you need to just like get in bed now. Like it's bedtime. <laughs> Stop sleeping on the couch. And then I do that. So it's really just like normally I'd be like watching TV or on my phone or playing video games or doing chores, which like keeps me awake. And -hmm. instead I've been reading and just taking a little pre-bedtime, pre-gaming my bedtime with a nap on the couch, which is just extending my sleep for one to two hours every night. And that has been, I'd call it, I mean, honestly, it's like a 10 out of 10 to actually get enough sleep. I like forgot what it was like to be well rested multiple days in a row. 
Dude, I also fell asleep on the couch yesterday for like the first time in my life. I can never, mm-hmm. I can never nap. I don't mm-hmm. do that. I get very thrown off. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was funny because I fell asleep for literally one second. I don't actually know how long I was asleep for. <laughs> That's what it seemed like. It was three hours. <laughs> <laughs> and I immediately snored myself back awake. No. And worst. Adrian was there to witness it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is uh, Steven all the time. Um, I really enjoy when he snores himself awake because he snores me awake all the time. I think it's very funny. <laughs> um, yeah, I highly recommend couch naps and naps in general. It's very weird to me when people don't nap. Um, because napping is so critical to my life right now. I feel like I had a full coma last week instead of a nap a couple days in a row. Like I came home to nap and just like yeah, just like waking up being like, where am I? What day is it? Do I have to go to work? It's the middle of the day. What's happening? Is it the weekend? What's going on? And then being like, oh, no, I need to go pick up Sylvie from daycare right now. Um, but it was taking like at least a couple minutes of me just being like, I don't know what the fuck's happening. And I'm like, that's how you know it's a good nap when you wake up super confused. Dude, I hate that. I always feel like sick when I wake up from a nap. Because you need to nap for longer. Uh, maybe or shorter who just a different yeah, that's true yeah I feel like it's like it's got like what it, I mean for me that only happens when I'm like either really sleep deprived so the sleep is just like absolutely hitting um <laughs> or when like I get yeah it must be like some like weird part of the REM cycle or something where like it's all it's all weird um, yeah. oh, God. <sighs> test it out test out some different nap lengths uh See see what works for you. I think you should start getting into it. I think with a baby we'll have to get into it, but it's hard. Yeah. To... It will become easier when you are not sleeping at all. <laughs> yeah, that's what I figured. That's what I figured. <laughs> yeah. Dude, can I review our living room being overtaken by baby things? Yeah. Yeah, I would love it's to hear about that. It's too much. It's too much. Mm-hmm. Our closets are officially at capacity. Yep. So our living room's just full of stroller, bassinet, uh, freaking car seat, baskets, like random shit. Yeah. Um, it's not great. It's yeah. Not great. Yeah, it's uh. Wait, okay. Rate, rate how you feel about it right now. I feel very. I mean, I feel happy to be prepared with baby items. So that is one thing. I'm glad we have the items very much, but. Not having the storage for them and having them just kind of be out in our limited space all the time, making me a little sad. So I give it like a five. Yeah, yeah, it's hard, especially because like I feel like at baby showers and stuff, people give you a shitload of diapers, which is awesome and important and a great gift to receive. But then it is like it's such a feeling of relief once you finally start using them and like can then just have like one case of diapers in your house at a time. You're just like, oh, finally, I don't feel like I'm going to get, like, crushed by this leaning tower of diapers in my fucking living room. Exactly. I feel like we just need to, like, declutter more stuff and, like, reorganize our closet so we can get more in there. Yeah. I mean, I think, I know, I know that you're big in your decluttering world. Yeah. But I'm like, there is a limit to how much you can declutter because ultimately, like, you just have an increase of stuff because you're going to have a baby. And, like, part of it is, like... I mean, and, like, and I think that some stuff, like, also, like, the feeling when we could finally switch Sylvia's car seat from the newborn car seat to, like, a forward-facing one. So, like, because before the one we had was, like, an attachment that, like, clicked into a base in the in the car. It was part of a travel system. Then it clicked into her stroller for, mm-hmm. like, um, and that's, like, great and awesome. But it also took up all this fucking space in our house all the time because we'd brightly just carry her inside in her car seat. Mm. Um, and it just was, like, annoying. And it's so nice as they grow out of stuff. Like, we had a little bouncy chair for her. And then when she grew out of it, I was like, thank God I can get this out of my kitchen. Because, yeah, it's literally just, like, baby stuff everywhere. It's going to be all up in your shit. Dang. Yeah. Wait, but, you did know. I tell you... Did I review already going to Ikea? Sorry, but you tell me what you're um, I don't think so. I don't think so. Oh, I was just going to say that it is not great to have so much shit in your house, but also, like, I feel like part of it is you just have to make peace with that for, like, a year, you know, of, like, all the random yeah. shit and then be slowly getting rid of stuff as you go. 
or actually my goal which is to move into a bigger place and that's yeah gonna happen yeah yeah that'll be great mm-hmm. all right tell me about ikea tell me about it i mean nothing much to report we just had a very successful trip because uh if you remember i think i did review on the pod maybe that we went mm-hmm. like a year ago and there was I lost my phone in the bathroom. There was a bathroom emergency. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. That was an extreme day. Bathroom emergency followed by I left my phone, lost my phone in Ikea. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, this time, none of that. It was actually great. We were in and out. We got a beautiful cart, you know, the three-tiered cart. I feel like it's like famous. A famous cart. I know what cart. I know the cart of yeah. which you speak. We already have one and we got a second one to go next to the glider. And I'm so happy with it. And then mm-hmm. my hot husband built it. And damn, that's what a great. man. What a man. And I got more like dividers for the drawers, like little storage boxes. Mm. So the dresser's coming along great. Perfect. Yeah. You're filling it up. Filling it up. We only need um, newborn stuff now. I was realizing in talking to another mom, she was like, my baby was in newborn size for six weeks. And then I was like, fuck, I only have two newborn items. Dude, you can use the zero to three. Like, if they're a little, I, I'm fully against buying newborn sized clothes. It's I realize it's not for, like some people, that's great. They need that. And sometimes you also have little tiny babies need that. And I'm just like, eh, just let, let them be a little bit baggy. Let them be a little bit baggy. It's fine. Okay, that's what I was thinking. But then people are very split on this. So some people were saying, you can't let it be a little baggy because it's a safety hazard and or. They get their little legs because they're so small, like stuck in the body of the suit. See what I'm saying? No, I don't. Like, how? how? <laughs> I don't know. That's what they said. So now I'm like afraid. I'm also just like, how big is this outfit? <laughs> like, I'm like, like the difference between a newborn size and zero to three months is like not that crazy of a difference. And I mean, it depends how little your baby is. Again, Sylvia was eight pounds, four ounces when she was born. So big. She was a chubby baby. So like... It didn't, there was no point in time where like, like sometimes some of the zero to three months clothes were a little on the bigger side for her. Yeah. But it was never like, I'm like, you'd have to put your baby in a real baggy, loose shirt for it to become a fucking safety hazard. Okay. Like, wait, all they do is fucking squirm around. You're just holding them all the time. Like what? I'm not just fucking throwing her in like a, in Steven's old t-shirt and leaving her on the bed to own her own fucking devices (laughs) no i know i i read that zero to three starts eight pounds so i feel like you're you were golden so it's really only if your baby's like under eight pounds or if they lose that initial weight and go and slip to under eight pounds you know yeah well i mean she definitely did in like the first week she was like she lost she lost whatever the fucking normal amount of weight is but she was definitely under eight um for a little bit afterwards a little chunker yeah i think she's i'm like what did she go down to it was like seven nine or something i don't know dude how were your first pediatrician appointments were you like scared was it stressful to get there with the new baby um it was stressful john did not like driving with her in the car um but also it was like chill it was fine i mean like I'm trying to remember when her shots were. Every time she had to get shots was terrible. Um, I don't know. It was just like, it's fine. It's yeah. fine. I don't, I haven't, so, I remember so little of that first week because you're just like, it's crazy town. Who knows what was <laughs> happening? I was just going places. So, like, it all sort of blended together in sort of a general anxiety, excitement feeling. I don't even know. Yeah. Just go, it's fine. Cool, cool, cool. I'm very excited. Yeah, it's gonna be fine. But I'm just saying, you don't need a bunch of newborn clothes. I think that that's a scam. I feel, yeah. (laughs) I want to get like literally just like a two pack or a couple two packs of like Carter's pajamas just to have in case. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, why not? Why Why not? It'll be fine. Whatever you do, it's gonna be fine. And like, maybe you'll put them in a little bit of tight clothes. Like, I don't know. Were you were you a fat baby when you were born? No, I was tiny, a six pounds and something. Aww. So I'm very confused I- because Adrian was also seven pounds something. So those both of those together, you'd think I'm having a small baby. Except last time they measured me, which was like literally twenty weeks and twenty four weeks, they were like, "You're having a huge baby." He's in the eighty ninth percentile. So that was a it's while ago. So- 
I have literally no memory of them at any time telling me what percentile Sylvia was in at any point in my pregnancy. Like, I only remember yeah. once she was born. I mean, I'm 30 weeks now, so they haven't mentioned anything in the last six weeks. And I have, like, been to, like, more than one appointment in there. So, like, who yeah. knows? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. And also, it's, like, aren't, like, isn't the what the room for error like whatever it's like a it's big yeah big it's big but i don't know and i mean and sylvia was fucking two weeks early and then was still eight pounds four ounces you just you never know you never know what your baby's gonna be like um well 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 we'll just see maybe you'll need those newborn clothes i can't wait can't wait to find it out we're finding out so soon um Dude, okay, wait. I was mentioning baby shots. Okay, I want to talk a little bit about this because Sylvia just had to get a shot recently. Mm. So, I've talked about Sylvia getting shots before because it's awful. I do have very distinct memories of her shots when she's a newborn and just, like, her initial, like, silent shock and then just slowly watching her turn completely beet red and then be Mm. screaming and be, like, full... um, fucking harry potter plant what are those like mandrakes yeah. <laughs> um, that was like fully what happened and then that was sort of her go-to it was like the initial shock and then beat red screaming um was sort of our shot experience throughout and then it's as she's gotten bigger i am usually holding her while they give her the shot and it is sort of like her holding on to me starting to cry immediately uh as like they're preparing for the shot she kind of knows what it is now and then crying once it happens but uh also calming down pretty quickly like she's not like terrible but she does just like freeze and hold on to me Mm. so we had to go get her covid booster uh last week and this time so they've always had her like koala hug me basically and Mm. i like you know like pull their pants down so they give them the shots in their legs because their legs are like nice and meaty Mm -hmm. they can't really do their tiny little arms um and this time the nurse was like she needs to face out Hmm. and i was like okay so i had her facing out and then i had her like braced like sitting on my lap braced on me because i'm like pinning her arms and legs um so that she doesn't like you know try and grab the needle or something and first of all okay the covid shot took a lot longer like flu shots everything is just like boop it's in it's done the covid shot was like put in the needle slowly plunge in the tiny amount First of all, the nurse, when I'm about to get the shot, is like, okay, here's the, it's Pfizer, it's this amount, here it is, like, showing it to me in the syringe, like, getting my confirmation that that's correct, and I'm just like, looks great, like, I don't fucking know what the, like, she's showing me it's this, like, milliliter, I'm like, you think I know how much fucking (laughs) vaccine my baby's supposed to get, like, Or why are you confirming this with me? Aren't you confident in your numbers? I didn't I didn't care for that, but I'm like, okay, cool. Yes, you have my consent. I'm sure. I really hope that it's fine because I didn't fucking know I needed to research that beforehand. Hmm. Um puts the shot in, then has to sort of slowly plunge it. Sylvia's facing out. So Sylvia is just seeing the shot. And this must be like the first time she's really like seen it happen. And she just stares at it, goes into her legs, and just is watching the whole thing. She was completely silent, did not cry the entire time, and just watched in silence as she, like, in shock, I think, as she got this shot. It was amazing. (laughs) And I'm like, is part of it the reason why she'd freak out? Because she isn't seeing it? It was, like, a whole new experience for her, and she didn't cry at all. I was amazed. I was like, you're the bravest child, 10 out of 10 to you. Mm -hmm. Um, Then she got stickers she was excited about. Um... But it was uh, really interesting to watch her just sort of stare down that shot. So I'm interested to know for other parents, have your kids received shots where they just completely watch it the whole time? Have that Has that freaked them out more or less? Um, I don't even like watching myself get a shot. No. I don't like to watch it. But she was just staring at it happening. Um, and she did not seem to have any side effects except for she did say it hurt the next day. But it was fine. Oh, well, that's good. But she didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't watch him do the shots. I also am like, shots don't hurt that bad, I will say. You know? No. They don't. It's one no. thing I, I've accepted now as an adult. Yeah. No, they're not. I've never found shots that bad. I'm not scared of needles. I mean, they don't hurt that bad. It never, it's just not that bad. But yeah. Tell that to an infant, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. 
tell that to an infant, especially because they have to get a lot at once. Like, yeah, yeah. You definitely can as a parent. Like, I know people who have been like, I'm not giving them four shots in one appointment. Like, we just can't do that. And they'll, like, go in over, like, a couple weeks to get all their shots done. I was always just like, let's do it all. Let's do everything. Yeah, Um, I think I'm that way, too. My pediatrician was very much like, you must agree to follow this vaccine schedule in order for us to, like, take you on as a client. And I'm like, yeah, totally. So. That, I mean, like, on the one hand, I'm extremely, like, kids should receive all their vaccinations so that's really yeah. but i'm also just like i feel like one or two weeks though if you do want to spread it out probably is still following their schedule yeah um because i mean as long as you're hitting it around like the around the correct time because it's like you usually have like six months in between shots yeah things at least um yeah but uh yeah for me it was easier the one year appointment was bad because they do a blood draw with the shots so it's like she had to get a couple shots and then we just had to immediately go to the lab where they took like three vials of blood from her that was absolutely miserable Um, but you know we survived we've survived so far that's good Mm -hmm. she's a healthy girl she is she we you know we are frequently telling her of like you know like uh, uh, like like with the potty training and stuff i feel like we've gone into language of being like you're a big girl now blah 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 big girl <laughs> blah, blah blah um and i often will comment on her being big or her being little um and she's recently taken to just always describing herself as being like i'm just little i'm little <laughs> like if i say that she's big for anything she's like mm, i'm little i'm just little it's very cute. I like when she describes herself that way. I'm like, you are. You're my tiny baby, but you're also a huge giant. <laughs> That's very cute. Mm-hmm. I love the girl. <laughs> She's pretty good. Dude, guess what I had this morning for breakfast? Uh, Tell me, tell me. At work, Cocoa Pebbles. We actually had Ooh. this yesterday and today. People brought in, like, cereal. Anyway, <laughs> so... Cocoa Pebbles, I want to rate them actually really, really good. I would say 10 out of 10. Not something I'm going to be buying for myself, but it's Mm -hmm. like, it turns the milk to chocolate milk, which is so fun. Yeah, that is very good. It's It's really good. I think I probably like Cocoa Puffs, is that that what they're called? Even more, like the circle Mm -hmm. ones. It's been a long time since I've had any of those. Yeah, both are very good, though. Very good. Excellent, excellent. I love to hear that. I'm not a cereal fan in general, um, but I'll take your word why, for it. Why, though? Why? I mean, I don't. also don't. I This was a rare occasion where I had cereal, but why? Um, It's just like, why would I want it? I feel like it always, it's just not good. It's just it's like, sweet it's just treat. not. It's sweet I mean, and it's sugary cereal is a delight. I loved that when I was a kid. I did not grow up getting to ever really have it. Um, I do feel like it does leave a weird taste aftertaste in your mouth and like always was just like like it's like it's good for the first three bites and then it's mush or and if it's the kind of cereal that doesn't become mush then it's absolutely torn up the top of your mouth um (laughs) and like i don't know there's just there's like there's nothing appealing about cold cereal for me interesting interesting i think it's nice but yeah i don't want to start my day with cereal usually it doesn't make me feel ready for the day i don't know i'm just not into it basically i like sugary cereal and I'm, if i'm not if i'm gonna have like a plain cereal i'm just like it's not worth it Rather what is your favorite sugary cereal you've ever had i would say captain crunch with berries which i would have in my dad's house very delicious very 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 delicious yeah yeah it is good i think my favorite of all time was oreo o's that was the time of the time. <laughs> those i have like I have like a weird, you know, one of those foods that you like associate with being sick. I feel like I had one of those experiences with it. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. It's very like 90s feeling to me in my my memory. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All the good shit is. All the good shit is. Um, You know what else is really good in a different way? What? I am now an adult that listens to NPR. Everyone applaud. Everyone applaud. Your girl's getting educated. She's listening to the news. She's listening to local news. I listen to Terry Gross. I listened to part of an interview with Barbara Streisand. That's where I'm at right now. 
Hell yeah. yeah. I actually, I kind of wished that I had been in the car for longer to listen to more of it. But now I'm like, that's what's playing my car. And I associate NPR so much with just like being so boring when I was a kid. I'm just like, wow, this is all so boring. I hate everything that my parents are listening to that is NPR. Dude, not me. I've always loved it. Wow, that's impressive, honestly. I was never, never liked it, never been into it, never had any interest. But what I basically finally realized is like, I would like to absorb more of the news, basically. But I also frequently feel extremely traumatized by the news because the news is horrible. And that the radio format is actually maybe the best format for me to be able to like hear about what's happening in the world so that I can be informed, but like not be absolutely horrified by the images that i'm being shown like listening has been very helpful Hmm. Hmm. so i highly recommend i'm gonna call it i'm gonna call it a a, i'm gonna call it a nine out of ten because i really wish what i wanted to listen to was a thing that was on all the time and not so much traffic on 80 and hearing about how of every fucking car accident in the bay area which is just too many although i can see why that's really helpful to some but it's a nine out of ten for me. I'm into it. I'm loving it. Nice and and but not this American Life. Have you gotten to that? No, no. I'm in it for the news. I'm in it for the news, and then accidentally an interview with Barbara Streisand. <laughs> I mean, that is news, you know. That's important. Yeah, yeah, dude. She just wrote a memoir, and I'm like, I'd fucking read it, dude. I heard it was like over 900 pages. No, I won't read it. I guess. Yeah. Zero out of ten. <laughs> I mean, she's got a lot to say. She's got a lot to say. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I still haven't seen basically anything that she's done. I really want to see Funny Girl still, and I've never seen it. And they make yeah. a movie, right? That's nice. Yeah, we watched that recently-ish. Yeah. Gotta see it. What have you been listening to? Anything consuming any media? This American Life, honestly. Um, Lost Culture Recess, which is all Matt and Bowen episodes lately, which has been good. Oh, nice um music i've been just listening to my birth playlist which makes me nervous because i'm gonna get bored of it before the birth happens (laughs) or it'll be like a nice meditation yeah preparing mentally yeah that's been all i've been listening to yeah Uh great that's great we turned we turned on the CMA Awards. I think this was like two nights ago. The Country Music Awards. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a delight. Okay. We okay. watched it for like 20 minutes. I mean, it was fun because we started with the CMA red carpet, which was absolutely hilarious because I'd just be like, who's that guy? Who are those guys? Like, we didn't like recognize like anybody. <laughs> but we did get to see Luke Combs win for best song with... Tracy mm-hmm. Chapman's Fast Car. All right. I mean, yeah, when you cover one of the, like, best songs of the last 50 years, um, turns out people still love it. That's so funny. I know. Very That's funny. so weird. We this also... An identical cover. Sorry, I'm just absolutely real. <laughs> Dude, and when they announced it, they were like, Fast Car by Luke Combs. Executive produced by Luke Combs. Like, Tracy Chapman's name was not mentioned. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah. And give a speech, or is it just? Yeah, dude. Did he mention her at least? Was he I like, think so. He was like, "It's a great song. Job. I'm honored." Like, blah blah blah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what? But <laughs> I mean, great. That's great. Also, he was on the red carpet ahead of time, mm-hmm. and um, he was basically like the interviewer was like, "How many CMA awards do you have?" And he was like, "I don't know, at least 10 Like, he's got a lot. <laughs> wow. So that was quite a flex. Mm-hmm. And then we also watched um, Jelly Roll perform. Now, this is someone who I only know of from TikTok. Okay, yeah, I have no idea. I only know of him because he has a wife named, I believe, Bunny XO. Don't know so if that's her legal name or given name or what that is. <laughs> but um, she does look like a um, bunny from whatever that is you know what i'm talking about playboy bunny a playboy bunny <laughs> like yeah. from the forest or from... <laughs> she's got huge fucking teeth yeah um, and he, nice jelly rolls just this like really big guy he's got face tattoos he talks about like his journey to sobriety and like finding god that's kind of wow, his whole very powerful. yeah very powerful we love 
We love a power couple. They sound like a very striking pair. Exactly. Exactly. That's why it caught my attention. It caught my attention. Very good. Very good. 10 out of 10 to that. 10 out of 10 to face tattoos. Can't knock it. You can't. (laughs) Oh, but I haven't been watching any movies. We were watching a show. No, I don't know what we've been watching. Kardashians, Jeopardy, The Mm. Usual. The, The best, only the best. I've literally like what happens in the Kardashians? I've never actually engaged with this show. Um, not that much. It's like the girlies <laughs> and the mom, they all interact and they have like a million kids. So it'll be like, it's Stormy's birthday. And then it's like, everybody's coming over for the birthday. Like, it's like very boring. <laughs> all right. Nice. Yeah. Like good. Boor- like, I feel like the kind of thing I would have loved to just have on as a teen and I would like put it on and do homework and watch garbage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's solid. That's solid. Sometimes you need just pure garbage. Or there'll be like drama over like one of them had like this husband type guy who like cheated on her a million times. So that's kind of like an ongoing sit. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. We love we love to hear about it. Yeah. Um speaking of personal family dramas, um, Sylvia and I are having a drama called She's Two and I'm not handling it well. Um Basically, the situation right now is that she is really into doing violence upon us, and no. I'm really not into dealing with it. Um, and it's just like I don't know what it is in the last. I mean, I feel like it's been bad for a while. It's been bad for a while, but in the last like couple weeks, I'm just like I can't fucking handle this. Like I cannot fucking handle this. I had a moment um like a less than a week ago i think where basically she came up behind me i was fucking sitting on the floor of her room cleaning it putting fucking toys away Mm -hmm. and she came up behind me and just pulled my hair and i was like don't pull my hair and her reaction to me telling her to not do something is to do it harder and faster until i have a chance to physically stop her um and I was so fucking mad when she did that, that I stood up and I said, don't follow me, go play. And I closed myself in my bedroom and had to read an article about what the fuck to do because I'm like, the amount of rage I'm feeling right now is like, I want to smack this kid and I'm not going to do that. It's not how I want to raise my kid. But like, I'm like, I feel like you're doing this violence to me. And my initial reaction is that I want to do a violence to you. And I'm like, I can't do that. Can't yeah, it's such that. a healthy reaction. Though. I feel like it's such a good idea to just like go and take a break for a sec. Dude, you got to be taking a break. You got to be taking a break from toddlers because they will absolutely push you to your limit. And I was going to lose my fucking mind. Um, But basically, I like Googled about. So I like went and sat by myself. Um she was crying in the other room because I was obviously super pissed off at her but I'm just like whatever um she like settled down kind of started wandering around and I had time to like read one article of someone talking about like their kid basically like pulling other kids hair constantly Mm. um and they were like writing into this advice person I've like never looked at this website I don't have like a parenting blog or parenting advice thing that I go to I just sort of google questions and like let Mr. Google sort of deliver some results to me and I sort of see what happens um and basically this person's uh advice was like because the the mom was talking about like their toddler pulling uh other kids hair and how that she'll like you know set her take her aside and talk sternly to her of like we don't do that blah 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 but then like has basically stopped taking their kid out because they won't stop and whatever Um, And this person was basically like that speaking sternly is actually not helpful, like doing like the like, like getting having that sort of rage in your voice, which also it's like, you know, we're all doing our best here. And I definitely have been doing a lot of stern voice talking to Sylvia thinking that that would be the best thing to do. And what this person was recommending is that basically like the goal here is like when your kid is hanging out with other kids, then be there. She calls it your buddy guard, be their buddy guard. Where, and every time they reach their hand up, like, it, like just try and really watch them when they reach their hand up to pull another kid's hair. Just sort of grab their hand, like, gently, never roughly. Just be like, we don't pull hair. Pulling hair, it hurts. We don't do that. And just, like, super, like, the most mild tone. Don't make a big deal out of it. Don't 
like angrily take them out of the room. It's like if they do keep doing it and you're just like, wow, they're overstimulated and clearly acting out, then you can be like, oh, it seems like you're not like, you know, like it seems like you need to maybe take a break and we're going to go somewhere else or we're going to head home or something like this isn't a good place for you. Mm -hmm. But of like the idea that you should actually have try and maintain an extremely neutral composure instead of like a really negative one Hmm. was actually something that I was like, this is something I hadn't really been focusing on because I was just like focusing on just sort of like stopping you and uh, then sort of sternly being like, we don't do that, blah, blah, blah. And I don't know if it's been helping the last few days to do, to take that advice with Sylvia's behavior. I'm not sure that there's been any difference in her behavior, but I do feel like the moment lasts less time for me if I don't engage with the rage as much. And of like, and also like having that permission of just being like, you have to grab their hand gently, but you need like, but stopping them when you see them even reaching, um, like stop them as soon as they do it. Um, and like remove their hand gently like like basically of being like there's like you can gently like physically remove stop your child from doing what they're doing Mm -hmm. and also just speaking in a really gentle way um it's basically helped me become less angry because i feel like i'm de-escalating my own emotions Mm -hmm. by trying to be neutral and that has been really helpful for me um, so I would still call it a zero out of 10, Sylvia continuously needing to just be like kicking me all the time and pulling my hair. Like she literally scratched my face last week where mm. I bled from my face. <laughs> mm. Like the fuck? Um, so I feel like we're making progress because I haven't wanted to smack her since that since I read that article and been trying it I've been more just like okay like this is like this is just what's happening and we're just gonna stop doing this and like it's helped give me something to sort of lean on so I don't know I'm calling it like a six out of ten right now because that I mean it's probably higher maybe a seven out of ten because that's pretty big that like my emotions are more regulated Mm -hmm. but it's definitely not anything where there's been any sort of clear-cut results like Sylvia's not doing attacks on me Mm -hmm. but I'm like if I can respond better so that I'm not like hyping myself up which I feel like was also happening um that is good that's very good very good Hmm. dude toddlers are a whole fucking thing and you know what is also the worst the fucking zero out of ten to this even though it is true and like i know that like it's important for people to share true things and i appreciate it but everyone telling me oh it gets way worse oh it gets way worse and i'm like i fucking know it gets way worse i know that it's bad everybody's telling me like Two is bad, three is worse, four is worse than that. Really? And then five, things start to settle out. Yeah, that's generally what I've heard. That sucks. I feel like I've, you know, you hear terrible <laughs> twos, so I felt like that was great. Yeah, I think it's just that, like, it's shocking when they're two because it just sort of suddenly you go from being, like, you have this, like, I feel like you have this brief, like, phase where your baby is, like, smart, getting smarter, being more active, and then they're really cute. And then all of a sudden they're just like, now I'm smart enough that I'm going to push every boundary that I can to sort of explore the world. And so you get shocked in your terrible twos. Um, but yeah, the the fuck you fours are real big, are real big from what I hear. Um, but yeah, and I've also heard that they get worse because they do get smarter. And so they're better at like really figuring out what makes you crazy. Um, so that's like unfortunate news that people just keep telling me about over and over again when I talk about how Sylvia's driving me crazy. And I'm just like, I guess it's a five out of 10 because it is true and it's important to be prepared. And also, I don't want to fucking hear about it getting worse. I don't want to think about that at all. Okay. I want to, I want your take on this because I'm also very curious about like child management of toddlers specifically too. Um, I saw a TikTok. That another person stitched and was like, or a child development person supposedly stitched and was like, this is great. And it was a mom saying that basically you should never like give a direction more than once. Or like, so you like give them one chance to do something and then you like make them do it. So she was giving the example Mm -hmm. of like, instead of being like, 
clean up your toys, like clean up your toys, seriously, clean up your toys or whatever. Like saying it once and then like going over to them and being like, mom said, clean up your toys and like making them do it right there. I don't know. Like she made it sound like it was going to be doable. I'm like, yeah, fucking good luck with that. Yeah. Fucking good luck with that. For me, that has not... I mean, it's it's hard because it's like tantrums are not avoidable. The idea that you can just not have tantrums is not going to happen. So no matter how good your parenting is. Like, you can be a perfect parent and do everything really well and consistently all the time. Um, and you will still have a toddler who is a psycho. Yeah. Um... What I have found, because I have, and, and maybe this is my inconsistency, so, like, I can't knock the practice. It sounds like something that maybe if you did it all the time, it would be, who knows, maybe it would be great. Because, like, what I used to do, I wanted Sylvia to start cleaning up the food she was throwing after mm-hmm. dinner because mm-hmm. it was fucking obnoxious to have to clean the whole floor. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. if I made her do it with me afterwards, I'm like, maybe, one, she'll stop throwing as much food. And also, if she does, at least she's the one cleaning it, like, mm-hmm. you know, in her best toddler way. Like, I'm having her literally pick up individual grains of rice that she's thrown <laughs> about on the floor. Yeah. But I just, like, sit there and make her do it. And so what I it, what I did was I would tell her to do it. And then sometimes, a couple times, she just did it on the first try. And then nice. sometimes she'd say no. And then sometimes I'd try and make her do it. And then she'd just run away from me or freak out or whatever. And what I started doing was if she said no... I would just be like, okay, well, we're going to come back and do it when we're ready. And we're not going to do anything. I'm not going to do anything else with you until this is done. Yeah, I feel like that's smart. And so, like, for me, and sometimes it would be, like, 15 minutes later. Like, she would just go and play and do something. But anytime she'd come up and ask me, like, oh, I want to read a book. Oh, I want to do this. Oh, I want to do that. I would be like, well, we have to clean this first. Um, And then some, it's, like, there were definitely a couple nights where it would be, like, yeah, like many minutes would pass of her trying to do different things before finally she'd just be like, oh, okay. And she would do it with me. And that kind of worked. But it is just like, you got to have the time for that. Mm-hmm. And with cleaning her room, I was trying to get her to help me clean her room recently. And I just gave up. I'm just like, I would actually rather you just be busy doing something else. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do this by myself. Like, yeah. I'm not going to make you do this. Like that to me, it's just like, yeah, I don't know. It's hard for me to imagine that that works but i feel like i don't know probably i feel like if you do anything all the time it will eventually yeah that's true too i feel like you're a great parent i feel like i'm doing my fucking best and it's sometimes fine um but yeah i don't know that just like it just doesn't sound like it will work like i've tried to make sylvia do so much stuff because i don't want to keep like i don't want to keep like it's the whole thing with her fucking kicking and biting and pulling my hair and stuff of, like, my thing has been, like, she'll, like, usually, like, hit me once or kind of bite me. And I'm, like, well, part of it, she's, like, excited. We're usually playing. It's not usually when she's mad. Sometimes it's when she's mad. Actually, pretty often when she's mad. But also sometimes it's when she's playing. So I usually, let, like, she'll do it and then I'll just be, like, you need to stop doing that. And then she'll do it again. And then I, like, get up and walk away from her. And I'm, like, I'm not playing with you because you did this and I'm mad. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just hasn't done anything at all. Like, it's just been exactly the same, which is why I feel like I've been getting so frustrated. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then why I'm trying something else right now. And like, yeah, I don't know, like forcing her to stop kicking me. Like, cause like so much of what I'm trying to get Sylvia to do is to not do the fucking thing that I'm like, that she's doing. <laughs> it's not like an active, an active thing. Yeah. Dude. I don't know. I, did you see that? part of the nanny or not the nanny no i'm talking about super nanny that's what it was mm-hmm. <laughs> i feel like she does this in multiple episodes so that's why i'm wondering if you've seen this where mm-hmm. she literally will like take the like tantruming little kid and like make them go to timeout, and then they'll so she'll have them like stands in a corner and then they'll like run away and she'll like take them and put them back in the corner and then they'll run away and then she'll put them back in the corner and it'll be like four hours later like, she'll continuously do it. And then when they finally calmly stand in the corner, she'll be like, this was a great success. Wow. And it's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting. I mean, that is interesting. It's just like, I'm like, when a kid is having a tantrum, like, I don't actually, I don't read enough about this stuff. But I'm like, why is your, it depends, I feel like, probably why they're having the tantrum, whether or not that intervention is necessary. One, that's reality TV. Yeah. 
And yeah. two, she's getting called in for intense situations. Yeah, for sure. But I'm just like, I don't know. When Sylvia throws a tantrum, a lot of time it's like, oh, you're like hella tired, or like you, yeah, are like other stuffs going on, and like, I don't like how much can you even understand for me like putting you in a corner over and over again? Like, also, I'm just like, is that even helpful? I'd rather actually just walk away from you while you're on the floor right now. Yeah, no, this was like older kids. It was like maybe four or five, and they were. It wasn't for tantruming. It was for like doing something naughty, like I don't know, drawing on the floor or something. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sylvia loves. I've also started. I got pissed at Sylvia because she was fucking drawing with her crayons on the table, drawing with her crayons on the chair. <laughs> and I just, I was super. I feel like this was a day where she had been like, she had been really hard. Or I don't know if she had been hard or if I was just really tired. It's always hard to say. Um, <laughs> but I just gave her a sponge and I was like, clean it up and taking all your crayons until you clean it up. And she just was like, actually kind of into it. <laughs> it was like it was kind of where I think she got kind of excited that she was being given like a big kid job. Toddlers <laughs> uh, are so uh, funny. They're so weird, and like that's the thing is because sometimes she'll do something fucked up, like draw on cabinets or spread a bunch of like all of her beads, just dump a bunch of beads out, or like find some find some bullshit to spread everywhere mm-hmm. and ruin my life. Um, and like. I'll tell her to try and I'll try and get her to clean it up or something and she'll like freak out and have a tantrum. And then this time she just was like, Oh hell yeah, I'm gonna use that sponge. And she was like all about it. And then she did a terrible job. And then I went and I helped her do it. And she was like fine with that. And I was like, okay, great. I like made her clean up some crayon that was old that I just hadn't gotten around to cleaning it. Cause I'm like, oh, you like this? You're gonna <laughs> clean my whole fucking dining room. Perfect. Oh, the little baby. Yeah, it's like, it's just, they're unpredictable. They're unpredictable, they're wild, they're feral. And, like, somehow, like, because, like, when you have a newborn, you're immediately like, this is a feral creature found in the woods. I don't know where this (laughs) came from. What is it doing? This is, this is an animal. And then they seem to become a little bit more human, and then they get absolutely feral again. You're just like, why? And they have, like, (laughs) moments of being feral. It's like the moments of feralness become really intense, but then they have the moments of, like, complete like civilization you're just like what's going on so what an adventure can't wait to go on that adventure dude i can't wait for you to be on the adventure too dude the more better than having another parent complain to you about some shit that you fucking hated it feels so good i love to complain i love that too and i also love to complain dude i've been thinking about you though because i feel like the closer i get to giving birth and actually having a baby I'm like I had this thought the other day of like Fran has gone through this like whole experience without me and been like a changed person for like so long and I could never (laughs) understand her like I mean at the time I didn't feel like I could not understand but like right you know what I mean just such a different like place in life and it is it is pretty wild of I feel like how much it completely changes your life and like I, like, I definitely, when I've had Sylvia, I felt that way. Because my sister had already had two kids by the time that Sylvia was born. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, like, in it's, it honestly, and now that she, she has three kids now, and, like, it's so baffling to me how much she's able to do and what she's able to do and how much patience she has. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't. Like it's it's crazy to me because like I like just like when I had Sylvia I was like oh my god like you've done this twice like and I've like tried to be supportive of her and like babysat and done stuff and I'm like there's literally like I should have just like lived with you and helped take care of your children this is so hard and now I have my own kids so I'm definitely not doing that um but uh it is it is pretty wild and life changing. But then it also something that I found super sweet because like I was one of the first people like I don't ha- I have very few friends with kids. Mm-hmm. Um, most of my friends either don't have kids yet or don't want kids at all. Um, and I was concerned about like basically like what is it going to be like to hang out with my friends without kids now mm-hmm. that I am the one with a baby. Um, and it wasn't something I thought about all the time, but it definitely was like kind of a worry that I had of just that it like you know it would be different and like in some ways you know it is different because Sylvia's there we're interacting with her but it has been like surprising in such a nice way to see like how 
nice all my friends are to Sylvia and like so good with her, like super sweet to her in a way that I just like, like when I think back on it, I'm like, well, I didn't expect them to be mean, but like, it was like, it just was, it's been like surprisingly heartwarming to see how like many of my relationships like haven't changed. And I just like actually find them cuter because they're so good with Sylvia. Oh, that's good. Yeah. But yeah, but you're about, you're about to, you're about to cross. I mean, you've basically crossed the other side already, but you're going to like officially cross the other side of parenthood. And then now you'll get to, you'll get to see what that's like. Yeah. Dude, I'm stoked. Stoked AF, but also it's, it's scary. Yeah. Yeah. It's horrifying. It's still horrifying, but it's also great. Yeah. Mostly excited. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. I'm trying to think if, like, I was, like, trying to think of, like, is there, like, a really short, like, fun thing about toddlers that I can share, like, to end on goodness. Um, Let me spend 30 minutes thinking about that. Actually, you know what was, um, what was very charming is that Sylvia, I tore out a bunch of, I'm, I'm, Tore out all the tomatoes and the basil out of my planter box finally because it's like going to be winter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to try and plant some other stuff in it. But I had all this basil in a jar and Sylvia was being all wild yesterday. And then I just had her like pick all of the basil leaves with me Ooh. off of our basil because we're going to freeze it all. And she just like stood on a stool and did it totally successfully of just like stood and picked leaves with me. And it was so cute. She did have to chew up some of them and then spit them out and tell me that it was gross. Uh, that was fine. So we had a lot of them. But it is just like, it's like the same thing with like her wanting to like actually use the sponge and help. Of like they do these little things that are just like so helpful. And there's these little people and it's so cute. That's very charming. I like that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes she just goes and sits and reads her Garfield books by herself. And I love that. So cute. <laughs> oh, I wonder if our baby will love Garfield. Introduce it young. Introduce it young. You will be, um, I mean, or maybe don't. It's pretty fat phobic, honestly. Uh, <laughs> true. Basically, only fat jokes and then of Garfield, like, hitting the dog. Mm-hmm. So that's, like, a mixed bag. But, you know, Stephen and I grew up on it, so we're insisting that we also share it with Sylvia. And uh, she loves it. I love it's it. great. It's high quality. Well, can we end there and I'll go to karaoke, maybe? We'll see. Yeah. Have fun at karaoke. Um, you're perfect 10. Reviewers, you're all perfect 10s. Get at us sometime, somehow. Yeah, get cool. at us. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'll talk to you later. Bye. Okay, talk to you later. Bye.